Thank you for listening to the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. We here at the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast are simply fans of hockey, the New Jersey Devils, and professional wrestling, and are not to be considered as insiders or news reporters. Please note that opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of its hosts and occasional guests. Listener discretion is advised. Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my god! Chip, you know what? You just made the list! Oh no! Oh, here we go. Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. The first period starts right now. Welcome, one and all, to episode 15 of High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. Hello, <sighs> happy Friday. Oh yeah, it's Friday. It's frustrated it's, Friday. That's it's why Dave's fri- drinking already. It's Friday. Yeah, yeah, half of us are drinking today. So, As High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast, your home for the best of pro hockey and wrestling talk. With your pals, Rob and Dave. Hello, Dave. Howdy ho, neighbor. Wow. It's been a while since I heard that show. It's it's still on. Is that the longest episodic television show? Weekly episodic television show? No, but I think we're the most episodic podcast that talks (laughs) about hockey and wrestling. I can tell you that damn much. So we have a new little segment that we'd like to um, dish out. Oh, Oh, by the way, before we get into that, I want to thank the UK and Sweden... Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for IKEA. Yes, thank you for IKEA. Thank you for Swedish Meatballs. And thank you very much for all your tons and tons of downloads through Spotify. We see you. I mean, I talk about you, but we see you. We do. We love Sweden. Do you? I do. Blonde hair, blue eye. I don't really like Henrik Lundqvist, but that's going to lead into two shows from now. Wow, we forecasting. Talk about, Major we forecasting. about banter. Banter. <laughs> all right. So we want to do a new segment. Um, considering hockey season has started, yes, it has. Devils are now more than two games into the season, while everyone else was up in double digits. And while we do follow all thirty-one, soon to be thirty-two teams, we are Devil fans. So I'm sorry if it's Devil-centric, but but that's okay. It just fills fills a prep sheet for us to talk about stuff. Yeah, well, we don't need anything to be filled today, <laughs> except more beer. Well, hey, there's more in the fridge. You three quarters of the way done, you just opened it. All right. We like to call this segment Crease to Crease. We- I wanted to call it Resh's Recap. 
where I could do my Chico Rush impression. Well, let's hear your Chico. Well, well, Doc, you know, it's a great game out there. Reminds me back in 1978 playing for Colorado. There was a guy who he taped his stick the wrong way. And, you know, I didn't know what to think. And he took shots. And meanwhile, there's the most exciting fucking game going on. <laughs> and I have to listen to Chico talk about something in 1978 and how great the cheese fries were at the key center when he played in the minor league in Seattle. And then we missed three great, mm-hmm. great goals, one after another, where Doc Emmerich, you know. Doc Emmerich, just, I'm, I, I just imagine him being like Jim in the office, just staring like, is he ever going to shut the fuck up? <laughs> what, what is wrong with you? Yes, yes, yes. A <laughs> recap. <laughs> All right, Chris DeCrease, a weekly recap of our favorite team, the New Jersey Devils. Um, when I first created the, the draft, I was like, can we finally talk about the fucking Devils? They were a perfect 4-0. Yep. They beat Washington. We'll get into specifics. They beat the Sharks. They beat the Oilers. Who'd they beat on uh... Tuesday? Yeah. Great. Uh, the Stars. They beat the Stars. 4-0. Did I see a peep on the NHL Network or on social yes. media? Yes. The NHL Network well. did. They did a thing on... They, uh, Kevin Weeks did a thing about... Top goalies, and Keith Kincaid was number one. And then they did a whole thing leading up to the game yesterday about the Devils and how they're winning and, and Palmieri and how mm-hmm. they're scoring goals without Taylor, Taylor Hall. Hall yeah. and with, I mean, well, without Taylor Hall scoring. Um, but we, So much for that. <laughs> we were at the game in the, the, the home opener in yeah. Washington, and they showed upcoming schedule. Next and three you, home games, right? Yep. And you said to me, so realistically, would it be three and one? Would that be the best thing? And I said, we, three and one would be great. We agreed. I said, Ish. two and two, I'd be happy. I said, but if we go three and one, we're going to lose to Colorado. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't bat an eye. I go, yeah, that's like a trap game. Yep. That's. And we went, or at least well, you we watched. I went. Yeah. yeah we no, play. I thought we did. It was from, we played from, bad in the beginning. From. Drop of the puck, yeah, we scored, what, the first goal and had the lead, but still, it was sloppy. It was, there was no umph. They just didn't come to play. I, I, I don't I don't understand how you can go for it unless it went to their head. Unless it absolutely went to their head. I mean, they also were, I mean, Grubauer made some big saves. Yes, I he mean, did. Kincaid made some big, that game easily could have been 6-6. Yeah. Um, and the goals that Landeskog scored, they were good. I mean, you can't blame you can't blame Kincaid. Sometimes people have to score. You know, he, it, he had a hat trick, and I don't think even the Colorado bench knew he did because he scored that third goal. Nobody booed. None of the Colorado fans that were sitting in the seats threw a hat. Nothing. It was like, oh, okay. I would have said, oh, fuck, because that's what I said when I was home. Because I went, oh. And I looked at the clock, and I was like, there's three minutes left. I was like, we're not coming back. No. I, I think I threw my hands up at that point and go, all right. And I'm just watching people If I were sitting next leave. to you, I would have been like, all right, I'm leaving. Yeah. It, much of the the um, thin crowd um, I'm sure that, was. that was there. I think I took a picture and put it on my personal Twitter account of there were essentially three or four full sections that were, like, basically empty, maybe a smattering one or two people in each section. But that's because those and, – and I know, like – other fans of other teams are going to say, well, you should sell those games out. We're not. I mean, this isn't New York. It's not San Jose. It's not Toronto or Chicago where you're in a major city, easy transportation. 
major business. I mean, Newark is a city, but most of the people in Newark are not going to Devil Games. It, we're a very family-oriented team, and you know, sometimes school nights, Tuesday night, Thursday night games, you're not getting those families. They'd rather sit there and eat the ticket. I mean, if you look at the attendance, the attendance will tell you there was probably thirteen thousand. Right, and but that's because they already count season ticket holders as you being there, whether your exactly. ass is in a seat or not. Um, I was having a debate on t- on Twitter about that um, with some friends of mine about attendance. They say, oh, you know, well, they said it was sold out. It was this. I'm like, no, when you sit there and you look at empty sections and you, it, it, and it's, you know, they, they kind of closed out one of the bars. So now you have two bars and it's not like that many people are going to be standing there trying to get their, their hot buffalo wings and trying to watch a game. Right. No, maybe a third of them, maybe. But well, um, you can't complain. I mean, the devils are four and one and. Uh, yeah, Palmieri broke his streak of, yeah. of scoring two goals a game, so now he's no longer. Is he still the MVP of the team at the end of the year, or no? No, it's Kincaid. <laughs> or is it? Or is it uh, John Sebastian D? D. Yeah. D E A. I wanted to also go with the Devils details, <laughs> and I got booed on text message. But hey, next captain. You know? Yeah, he's next captain. Next captain. <clears throat> it's a little inside joke for those who know. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, am I happy at 4-1? and one? Yeah. Did last night's game sour me a lot? Yeah. Because it felt like two years ago where it's like, all right, we we changed, a, we made a line change, and then somebody got hurt. Yeah. And then we, we're done. It's yeah. almost like taking uh, Quinville out and putting in Stafford killed whatever mojo we had going. I don't think Stafford played bad. No, he didn't. But he had I think, hustle. I think after Zajac got hurt, like we we kind of <sighs> yeah you know because now somebody Nico's not ready to double shift um Zaka's not ready to double shift as I, I, I think and and you and I are kind of on the same boat where Zaka's kind of getting that one foot out the door he's yeah. not he's not he went from, at all he went from being an A plus prospect to now he's like a B and now you're like all right, you, you better start putting a string of games with points together or we're going to start looking at you for a defenseman because Mikey McLeod can do the same thing that he's doing right now. Huh? That's I, I wonder if that's who they'll call up now if Zajac's hurt long-term. Yeah, uh, he and um, uh, Lovejoy are lower body injuries. They will not be at the uh, Flyer game uh, on Saturday. Oh. So guess who gets back in the lineup on defense? Mr. Santini. Yeah. Unless Hines decides to go the stupid seven defenseman route. Who's the other forward we have sitting? Um, it doesn't matter. He'll go with seven D because he doesn't trust Santini to I, play and, big minutes. And and if I trade the kid, if he's in your doghouse, just get rid of him. And not and not think negative towards him, but get, just no, he, he anybody, can go to minors. If he, any, if anybody is worthless, it, it's Griba. But he already was put on waivers, so good for us. That so he was put on waivers today. Uh, the other day, so they could send him down and bring up McLeod. Good. I hope so. we need a little. Um, oh, oomph. Quinville. They'll just dress uh, Quinville. Qu- yeah, and they'll move uh, D to center because I think he was playing center yesterday. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but there's your there's your crease to crease. Um, obviously, when we have more more. Um, 
more better. That's good English, right? More better games um, on the docket than I mean. Yes, we we whipped Washington six zero, but it was on the on the second of a back to back and a backup goalie. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but Washington was like shooting bullets for like four games. They had a chance. So they were tired. was good. But um, we beat San Jose, which was a, a, a definite. It was a plus. I like that game. Uh, Dallas. I don't know. What, like, what is Dallas? We, yeah. we were kind of making that making that conversation that it's Maybe like they just came. At, sometimes I think teams come into our building flat. Because Newark is not really the sexiest place to play in the world. Um, Perhaps they slept on stiff beds the night before. No, well, maybe they. I think they played. I don't know if they played the night before, but they also teams don't take us seriously. They dress their backup goalie against us. Per, so, uh, almost pretty much every every team has dressed their backup goalie. Yep, except for Edmonton. Edmonton. Obviously, that's game one. But uh, yeah, Washington went with it. Dallas went with it. No, nope, San Jose nope. played Martin Jones. Oh, all right. One out of one out of uh, yeah. five, or two out of two out of five being a starter. We'll see. We'll see how the season goes. Hopefully, this crease to crease uh, segment goes a little bit better. We need to get better as a team. You'll you'll realize that if we start losing pretty badly, this segment's going to go out the window because we yeah. just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's going to feel like I two years that ago. I, because I didn't go to the game, that's why we lost. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, you probably would have blamed me for wearing a Colorado Rockies Chico I Rush did. jersey. I, I, I blame you for not watching Slapshot, too. <sighs> I got things to do. Yeah, all right. I got to prepare for this show. I wrote this show three weeks ago. <laughs> I had to make a banter uh, prep list for two weeks from now. <laughs> the NHLPA has filed a grievance on behalf of Anaheim. Well, he was on it was, yeah. Tampa Bay. Defenseman Jake Donuts. Um, Donuts? Against... No, no, <laughs> oh, no. Dotchin. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Do... <laughs> Jakey Donuts. Jakey Donuts. Uh, because the Tampa Bay Lightning basically t- terminated his contract. He came into... Training camp, 35 <laughs> pounds. Of muscle, right? It was just yeah. muscle, yeah. Muscle. In his gut. They opened up a Krispy Kreme in my town. <laughs> Is it your Chico eating a Krispy Kreme donut? <laughs> you know, Doc. You know, Doc. These donuts, These donuts, there's two things that will survive nuclear war. Cockroaches and Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> the NHL doesn't want to set a precedent to be... You know, to set players from being terminated for showing. Uh, this happened a couple of years ago. Keith Kachuk showed up to camp like 25 pounds overweight, and they sent him home for two weeks to lose the weight. But that's obviously different than just saying, hey, get off my team. Well, there's a difference. I mean, if Connor McDavid showed up 35 pounds overweight, They'd probably I don't think Edmonton's going to be like, all right, dude, let's yeah. fucking cut your contract. No, they're going to say, go home for two weeks. Go and stick your finger down your throat a couple of times this week and come back. And not not that the show is pro, you know. Well, I learned that on Facts of Life when Blair was sticking a finger down her throat. Blair. <laughs> there's an entertainment portion of this podcast. <laughs> Speaking of Kachuk, uh, yes. Brady Kachuk scored his first goal and then blew out his knee. And then blew <laughs> Welcome to so, the league, kid. Welcome, welcome to, league. to Ottawa, kid. Hey, those paychecks keep rolling in, buddy. Of course, of course. Um, according, speaking of paychecks. <laughs> according to Avant Garde Omsk, 
with the KHL. Rights to forward William Nylander. Uh, they own the rights to William Nylander. And do not plan to part uh, should this other uh, KHL team come a-calling. You leave. You leave. Oof. I just... This whole William Nylander thing is like... It's almost like a black cloud. Uh, and now, here's the other thing, too, just to kind of piggyback on that story. Four teams last night sent two scouts apiece, one being the Devils, the other being the Rangers, to the Toronto, whoever the hell they were playing game. Uh, who did they play? They got shut out. I don't recall. But the fact is, everybody's like, oh, is like Kadri or is Kadri and Nylander like on that on, on a list? I don't think so. Or is it just simply, hey, scouts are doing their job and starting to, to look at people that could possibly be there at the trade deadline? Or they're just scouting doing their job <laughs> what people don't right what people don't realize is sometimes scouts go there to scout the team before we, so that we the team right, look, plays they're it. running this four check they're doing this mm-hmm. they're running this is how they run their lines this is how they set up their power play and i know you could say oh well why don't they just watch that on tv watching it on tv and watching it live in, in person yeah. mm-hmm. you get a complete different yes. view because you know what the puck might be in the corner I want to see what their far D might do. Right. Then the camera's just focused on them battling in a corner. Right. You're looking at the whole game plan. Um, the thing I heard about William Nylander is I heard their GM, Dubas, went to Switzerland to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And it had nothing to do with numbers or anything. It basically said, like, here's the game plan. Like, where's your head at? Mm-hmm. Where's, our, where's our plan? And let's work it out. So... I heard this on the on the podcast while I was sitting in traffic coming here, and it it was talking about the percentage of cap space that star players have, and Sidney Crosby has seventeen point one percent of the Penguins' total of their Penguins' total cap space. Wow. Okay, McDavid has sixteen point one. What is Austin Matthews going to get? Is he does he want the sixteen point one? Does he want the 17.1 that Crosby? So let's say Matthews, who hasn't scored yet, stays, right? And they off he doesn't sign a contract till the summer. But they sign William Nylander. Sure. And William Nylander takes 10% of their cap space. How much space is that left between Tavares and that? And now... That will open up a window for teams to offer sheet Austin Matthews because they won't have the space for it. And if they do, I mean, obviously, they're going to match whatever anybody on the planet gives Austin Matthews right now. But now that puts the rest of your team. Yes. You're forcing Toronto to show their hand like quick going, you know, I'm just doing this to be for spite because we know you're going to match it. Yep, and and screw up your team even more. And I believe Dubas went there and said, like, don't believe the rumors. We're not trading William Nylander. We made a promise. Look, you get a deal for a good oh, defenseman. Oh, yeah. You're, you're trading William Nylander. Like, if the Devils were there to scout them for players other than William Nylander that we can get, we don't have anybody on our defense that they want. Maybe Vatanen. But you're not doing – if you trade Vatanen, your D is done. Yeah. 
No, D's still on the team. Right, but he's, uh, a, he's a, a forward. Uh, uh, so who's on first? <laughs> but it, Toronto is going to have a window of three years, if whether they sign D-Lander or not, and then they're going to be in the Chicago Chicago land. Prop, Chicago <laughs> land. Yeah. I, uh, as, as, he's not going to go play in Russia, I'll tell you that. As the D-Lander turns, if he does sign in the KHL or something like that, or just for, for conversation purposes, He's there for their whole season, right? The KHL doesn't un- let them go. He has until, unless he signs an out in his contract there. Oh, okay. He has to be signed to a contract by December 1st, or he cannot play this season, period. For KHL or NHL? For the NHL. Oh, okay. If he does not sign by December 1st. Right. Then he's... And, and right now, Toronto doesn't need him. Right. But that also screws him over for um, tenure and, and escrow and all that shit, right? Well, he's without a contract, so he's not making money. So technically, in theory, like after December 1st, if he's not signed with the Toronto Maple Leafs or any other team, he can go sign wherever the fuck he wants and still get paid. Still get paid. But with regarding his NHL stuff, it's all. He's SOL. Phil Kessel had a hat trick. Good for him. He's chubby. How many hot dogs did that take? Did he show up to camp 35 pounds overweight? He should take some of those hats that fucking somebody threw on the ice and put it on his head because he has the worst hair on the fucking planet. <laughs> and that's coming from a guy that's bald. He almost, he <laughs> almost has like a Padre haircut, man. It's just... Holy shit. He's got a skullet. <laughs> he has the worst. He has like if Donald Trump took his wig off hair. That That is insane. That just, yeah. Those post game interviews and those interviews where it's just like there's a and he has shot. no shame like he's no. like oh, really? where's it going like oh man Phil if he really didn't have any shame he'd be doing those those interviews the topless or naked what have you bald headed and eating hot dogs yeah. just to shove it in the media's face to go hey you, this is what you portray me as here you go hey I would love to have him on our team he'd be a good second line guy for us too he'd be a He'd be really maybe he would get Zaka going, maybe. But at this point, is anything going to get Zaka going? I don't. I personally don't think so. I think he's done. He's either going to start being healthy scratch soon or somewhere else. Maybe he needs to be on the wing, but whatever. Somebody mentioned on social media that he's turning into the next um, Jacob Josephson. No, who's the other guy? Um, Tenenby. Yeah, another Tenenby. <laughs> Any of those failed loop picks? Let's put it that way. Failed Swedes. <clears throat> Scoring's up in the NHL. Yeah, as as of the posting of this uh, of our thing here, fifty plus games up from a little tad under three to almost three and a quarter. That's a lot. <laughs> I think it's just because everybody's sloppy right now. Talk to me. Compare the numbers at the end of November. After the Thanksgiving break, yeah, I, I, and then I I'll say. tell you they're probably. Point two hundredths of a percentage off of what they were last year. Um, Unless, like, everybody starts playing their backup goalies. uh, Points per game, um, right? They're putting this out there. Uh, Tyler Sagan leads it at, like, two and a half, plus plus two and a half. 2.7. Morgan Riley is going to be Bobby Orr this year. You sure about that? Yep. That's what they're saying. Austin Matthews with 2.4 points per game. Someone in my fantasy league offered me a trip. I have Austin Matthews. They wanted Austin Matthews and Zach Wierenski 
for Dylan. They, he, he was offering me like five players, but like Dylan Larkin was like the big one. And I emailed the guy back like, on what planet would I give up <laughs> the leading goal scorer for Period. essentially nobody? Period. Like, you're, like if it was a real NHL trade, <clears throat> right? it would be good because I was getting a line of players for two guys, for a defenseman who only has one assist this season and Austin Matthews. Like, you, you would think in the real world, all right, look, I'm getting five players for two. Your typical trade deadline deal. But fantasy hockey? Fuck that. <laughs> I essentially wanted to write in that email. Like, are you Fuck fucking it. high? Why? Because that worked on your NHL 19 trade? <laughs> NHL 19. Remember, GM mode on the lowest setting possible where yeah. all trades are accepted. All trades are accepted. Uh, Alexander Radulov? Yes. 2.3 points. Uh, he... He's hurt, so that should stay relatively. And Mitch Marner, at two, he, he is the guy that I wanted over. Like he was the guy I really, really wanted on the Devils when mm-hmm. they drafted Zaka. And look what's happening now. But yep. then again, that's that's hindsight. So they're projecting, you know, numbers towards the end of the season. Obviously, saying Tyler Sagan at that rate of goal uh, points per game will have 219 points for the season. Yeah, sure he will. <clears throat> Austin Matthews with about 200. Mitch Marner about 180. So what you're saying is mm. Morgan Riley mm. is going to end up with the third most, fourth most points of Tyler Sagan gets 219 mm-hmm. in the history of the <laughs> NHL. Yes, because Tyler Sagan will beat Wayne Gretzky's one, two, three, four, five. 200. Five, po- five totals uh, up to 219. So he'll beat out Gretzky's 215, 212, 208, 205. For two nineteen, of course, yeah, go for it. <laughs> How crazy is like when you look at what Gretzky did? did look at look at this list. He put up in one, two, three, four years. I'm willing to bet, and I'm not going to go look it up. That in those four years, he had more points or goals because if you add that up, it equals you know total points that lead to goals. Than the Devils had as a franchise. Till we won the Stanley Cup, <laughs> maybe till <laughs> till now, he had almost eight hundred thirty. That's two, four, six, eight. Yeah, twenty, thirty-five. He had two hundred and forty points in a, in four years. So that's I mean, sorry, eight hundred and forty <laughs> points. One beer is getting to me. <laughs> that's all right. Eight hundred and. 40 points. How do you pronounce this beer, by the way? Uh, I don't know. It's Polish, but hey. Come on. We're looking for fucking sponsors. We're in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> later. <laughs> we'll look it up later. So you project all of those points, and basically what it comes down to is Tyler Sagan will be, is the greatest of all time. Yeah. Screw sure. Gretzky. I, I will give Tyler Sagan one greatest of all time. He is probably banging every <laughs> just... <laughs> Hi, you play hockey <laughs> down in Texas. <laughs> like that's the reason they said that he got you're, you're traded. That, you're that Disney on Ice guy, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You play hockey. You know how to skate. No, you skate. don't. No, you don't. <laughs> wow, Dave on beer. Holy shit. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that guy got traded out of Boston for being a partier. Because like he was. <laughs> rumor has it. Sure. That he 
was banging Shirelli's daughter. Didn't okay. Didn't Peter Shirley trade him twice? Was that the guy who traded him? He traded. No, to he the... traded him to Dallas. Okay, who did he trade twice? From Boston. I don't remember. I, but, thought, I, I thought, but yeah. So, oh, sorry. So allegedly, 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 allegedly. use that word a lot. <clears throat> um, wow, really? And look, and look what happened to Tyler Sagan now. Yep, rolling in dough. And none probably of the, with, none of the players daughter. that Boston got for that trade mm-hmm. are yeah. on the team. I was gonna say in the league. <laughs> No, Louis Erickson's still there. Okay. Most points by a player not named Wayne Gretzky or Maryland. <laughs> Stevie Wah. Stevie Eisenman, 155. You would think like Messier would have been up there. Considering he or played Curry, with Gretzky. Or Curry. Yeah. Robitaille. Bernie Nichols had one really, really good year when he played with Wayne Gretzky in, in L.A. Um, but there you go. All right. It comes down to the three stars of the week. Number three, Sebastian Aho. Sebastian Aho. Every time I hear his name, I huh. think of the Red Hot Chili Pepper song. Oh. Hey, oh. <laughs> Listen what I see. Yep, that oh. Number two star of the week, Morgan Riley from the Maple Leafs. And number one star, Patrice Bergeron from the Surprise. Bruins. I'm surprised Keith Kincaid didn't get a star. Or how about um, uh, uh, Paul Mary? Paul Mary being the only player in history to score two. Two goals in the first each in the first four games of a team's uh, season. Yeah, that's a weird stat. There's too many stats. <laughs> <laughs> how, about, how about we just break it down? Save percentage goals, assists, and like wins. fantasy hockey stats: goals, assists, penalty minutes, shots, shooting percentage. Uh, by the way, Austin Matthews is shooting like forty-five <laughs> percent. I would say that's pretty darn good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, the highest all-time. Um, I believe is Sergei Markov for a season, and he shot like twenty two percent. And and you look that's at that for number, a whole season. You, you look at that number and you go, "Oh, that's low." <laughs> if he was bat, if he was hitting baseball, he'd be a four hundred plus hitter. Exactly. So that just puts it in uh, in perspective. There injuries and suspensions from the week this past week. Schultz out four months. Stasny. That sucks for Penguins. The Penguins, yeah. I mean, they have Latang though. So the, they still have their powerhouse offensive defenseman. Stasny out two months for the. For that the, sucks uh, for Vegas. Vegas. Uh, Evgeny. Yeah, I want to see you pronounce this one. Svenchnikov. Close enough. Five to From six Detroit. months. With, huh? Detroit. Yeah, out five to six months with an so ACL. His season's over. Pretty much. Panthers defenseman Mike Matheson suspended two games for conduct. Bullshit. Against forward. Yeah. Any suspension that comes from the league now is just total. No, that one's total bullshit. If you watch the hits that like Stevens or Messier or Bukaboom uh-huh. did in the late 90s, early 2000s. If done today. If done why? today. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, I mean, the only thing that, and some people will argue this, but. The only thing that really made this happen is, one, it was a Canadian hockey team's player. Mm-hmm. Air quote. Two, he is their next franchise player. Air quote. Um, so people were up in arms. He hit, if you haven't seen the hit, Matheson hit him up against the boards as he was kind as Pedersen or Peterson. Detective George Peterson. You know what that's from? No. 
That's Ferris Bueller. Come on, man. All right, I've seen Ferris Bueller. I don't know line. So, line. go. Uh, Pedersen. Is it Elias or Elias? Elias, yeah. Nobody <laughs> knows how to say this guy's name. But as he was up against the boards, Matheson kind of like mushed him slash pushed him down, and oh. the kid fell. Now, Pedersen, he's a rookie. He's 19 years old. He weighs like 180 pounds at best. If that guy weighed 200 pounds, we're not talking about this. If this was a Columbus versus Detroit game on a Tuesday night, Mm -hmm. we're not talking about this. Matheson's still playing. And apparently Matheson on social media is getting like death threats. Of course. We're talking about a city that lost the Stanley Cup and almost burnt it fucking down. Like Canucks. Vancouver, come By on. By the way, stay tuned for cities that we'd like to visit for hockey games. Ooh. Vancouver Ooh. is one of them. Uh-oh. Bring your torches. And <laughs> from what we mentioned before, Brady Kachuk, thank you for getting your first NHL goal. And then goodbye for breaking or Tour. tearing a ligament in your leg. Yeah, that Oof. sucks. Because he was probably right now, the well, Pedersen and him were kind of neck, neck. neck and neck for rookie of the year. And I said Elias Pedersen was going to be the rookie of the year. Did we, did we do that? No, we didn't do the award show. No, but I. that's next week. Next week. All right. The NHL put out a pick your player, in this case a coach, which will which new head coach will be will have the most success for their teams. Ch- uh, your choices are Dallas Stars' Jim Montgomery, the New York Rangers' David Quinn, Calgary Flames' Bill Peters, Carolina Hurricanes, Rod Brindamore, Islanders, Barry Trotz, or Capitals, Todd Reardon. Um, considering Have, they really didn't put too much um, description into this to figuring out, like, what are you basing it on? If it, is, it, right. is it the overall team? Is it whatever? You look at that list. Is Dallas rebuilding? Kind of. Really, yeah. Uh, are the Rangers rebuilding? Yes. yes. Um, is Calgary rebuilding? No. no. Is Are the Hurricanes rebuilding? Yes. Are the Islanders rebuilding? Yes. Are the Capitals rebuilding? No. no. So, based off of all of that, I would say either Calgary's Bill Peters or Capitals' Todd Reardon will have the best chance of having a good season for their team. Yeah, but like we said, like, and I think I said this when you brought it up to me, like, how do you measure measure successful measure 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 how do you how do you measure that okay do it, you is it is win? it is it wins is it do they make the playoffs is it their team has gotten better from game 1 to game 82 because if it's going to be your team has gotten better from game 1 to game 82 I'm going to say it's either Brendan Moore or David Quinn. Okay. If you're talking about just straight up wins, going to make the playoffs, go far in the playoffs, well, Capitals. obviously it's going to be the Capitals. I mean, they have the same same, line, same, same team, team. Yeah. as last two, year. Um, if you want to look at it as a team that is kind of been shaken up a little bit, but still find a way to win, then it's going to be Calgary because they did such an overhaul this season. Right. So, I mean, if I had to pick which of these coaches is going to be successful and wins, obviously it's going to be Todd Reardon. If I'm going to pick which of these coaches is going to be successful in the long run, 
Ooh, long run? Ooh. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be either Montgomery, Montgomery or Trotz. You know, I'll go with Trotz. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do Trotz because Lou's not going to. And they have Lou's a good not pipeline. Mess around. Yeah. They have a good pipeline. This, this draft out. alone put them on a straight and narrow. You look at the Rangers, and they're, they're like two players away from like a total blow up. Like total. Yeah, I mean, you, he's you, already sitting. He sat Bushnevich. He sat. Shattenkirk already. I mean, there, there were already talks about uh, Zabinijad and um, uh, Zuccarello already being traded before. Oh, well, they're going to do so, that anyway. They, but, they, they, they're literally the trade deadline away from a total blow up. They're, they might be tanking for uh, what's his name? Jack Hughes. Yeah, tank for Hughes. Can you imagine that? The Rangers getting well. I'll tell you pick. what they're going to do. Well, that would be it'd be awesome for hockey. Biggest name. Biggest city. Bright lights. Big city. Bright lights. Big city. Woo! <laughs> I have to say that last night they did WWE night at the at the Rock for the for the Devils game. Um, Mick Foley wanted nothing to do with it. Uh, Kurt Hawkins. You couldn't tell Kurt Hawkins from Joe Blow sitting next to you in his stands. Becky Lynch was all right. I'm trying not to be sexist. She was all right. She was actually into it when when there was that fight that happened. She put her literally. She was like texting the whole, almost the whole game while they were doing like a, a an in-game interview kind of thing with one of the players for the guess which coin is under the puck kind of crap. Um, she's texting, texting. And all of a sudden, boom! They start fighting. Literally, I saw her head pick up. Phone went in the back pocket, and she was like rooting on the fight. Well, you have to think how many Irish people have come and seen a hockey game. <laughs> it's a good game. You're allowed in the fight. It reminds me of curling. 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 Curling, not curling. Oh, curling. curling. Oh, it's like... an Irish sport. It's kind of like hockey, except you balance the ball on the stick, and then you have to hit it into a, a net or through the wickets. <laughs> I'm cutting that clip and making a best of the show. <laughs> ah, Dave, the old last kicker. Ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. But she does have a lazy eye when they had she... her on TV. She was looking, this eye was looking right in the camera, and this eye was kind of like... A little off to the side. Trying to figure out where Chico eats. Back to hockey. <clears throat> <laughs> so which successful tenure will, will this coach have with their team overall? Um, you know, honestly, take Reardon out because you're returning He's Stanley Cup team. That There's no... So out of the five? Um, out of the five. Dallas I, or Calgary? Yeah, I, w- I was going to say Jim Montgomery. I mean, mm-hmm. he was... If you look at most NHL coaches that played in the NHL, mm-hmm. none of them are really superstars. Like Gretzky tried to coach, and that didn't fucking work out. But who did he try to coach? Oh, Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix, that's right. Yeah. Or Arizona, or whatever the hell they were called back Yotes. then. Okay, <laughs> Bill Peters. I have no clue if he ever played. I don't think David Quinn played in the NHL. Uh, I know there was a Dan Quinn that played in the NHL. Brendan Moore played, obviously. Brendan Moore wasn't a superstar, but he was... A name. A name. Mm-hmm. He was a smart, hard-nosed player. Todd Reardon was a sixth defenseman. Jim Montgomery came up with the name of Legion of Doom for the Flyers, but he was like a... He was a very successful college player. I think he holds the record for most points all time. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jim Montgomery was a very smart, headsy player. I don't think Tr- if Trotz played in the NHL, he wasn't like a a superstar. But um, from from a you know, okay, yeah. But 
if you look at this, I would say Jim Montgomery, based on NHL experience, full body yeah. playing, developing young players what, that yeah, he did in college right. at the University of Denver, and then moving it on to the NHL. I would say that he's probably going to have the most success of I agree. these of these rookie kind of coaches. A, a close a close one B to that definitely Bill Peters. Obviously taking now, away Washington. See, I wouldn't pick Bill Peters just because he fucking failed in Carolina. He he failed big time. Big, big, big time. Brenda Moore, I would at least give a little bit of credit to because if he's screaming and yelling at you in the locker room, you know that he will he can literally beat the piss out of you. Okay. Like when your coach can skate harder, faster, longer <laughs> than you, yes. than you, you better okay. you better step up your game. Okay. All right. I'll give the you rest that. of these guys, I mean, David Quinn's a fucking handsome looking guy. He's way too pretty to be a coach, but he is in New York. He's probably getting Exfoliation tips and shit from mm-hmm. Henrik. <laughs> Henrik. <laughs> Hair gel. There you go. All right. So the main topic of this particular podcast is creating a roster. Uh, this is going to go for both hockey and wrestling, but we'll start with hockey first. If you can start a roster with a player on any team at every position, this is a current and an all-time list. Who would you take? We'll go quickly through this. David? For goalie. Yes. And then you could do your goalie. Yeah. I would pick Connor Hellebuck. Young guy, American, had a great career. I think he led, he had the most career one season wins by an American goalie. Okay. You would take? Vasilevsky of Tampa Bay. All right. I don't agree, but, you know, we agreed we'll to agree disagree. We'll agree to disagree. Your left handed defenseman would be? Uh, Victor Hedman, the reigning Vezda Norris Trophy. Uh, I went ahead with uh, Mr. Dallas Star, M- Miro Heskin. Heinekens. Heinekens, yes. Um, he was kind of invisible in that game. He was. You didn't hear his name. You so didn't. was Sagan. I think that game overall was just bad. Yeah, it was invisible for them overall. Your right-handed defenseman is? Seth Jones, even though I hate him. Okay. I went with my personal, quote-unquote, hockey love interest for the offseason for <laughs> being for a trade, Mr. Eric Carlson of Your San Jose. Crush. Yes. That I desperately wanted on, his, on my personal team to um, you know, upgrade a defense, which sucks. Hey, there's general. still a chance he didn't sign, right? Yeah, that's true. Your right wing? Patrick Line. Just a fucking sniper. I went with the... And a non-Fortnite player like myself. <laughs> I went with the other sniper in St. Louis... Tarasenko. I, I mean, Tarasenko is the closest thing to a Pavel Bore now, but it's a your, good one. Your lefty wing? Oh, I went with Philip, not Philippe. Philippe. <laughs> Forsberg. I just like him. I think he's creative. He can pass. He can shoot. He can skate. I, I and I, I just went with a fucking cannon. I went with Ovi. Yes. See, like I went by current just because of age. Okay. Not because of... I just want to win a cup. Yeah. You, <laughs> I, you did. I, I, I want to win a cup, and then I'll blow the team up. You you went with a win now. Yes. Except for your center. You went with a win now, and I went with I'm building for... Yes. Because that shows you how much patience I have. Even in playing like NHL 18, when when you get drafted, 
I got drafted to Colorado. I said, screw this, trade me. I want to go to the Devils. Where did I get traded to? Minnesota. <laughs> so, there you go. I want to win now. I don't want to be in the minors. I want to win now. All right, your all-time team. Oh, we've got our centers. Oh, yeah, the centers. You went with? Austin Matthews. Austin. I went with the homer pick. You fucking homer. I went with the homer pick, Nico Heischer. To build for the future. For when That's I your one future? Him, that... Heskinen, and... <laughs> Yes, Vasilevsky are your two when, homers. When, yes, when when we blow this team up, that's who I'm rebuilding around. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your all-time team of goalie. Wait, I have to see who your goalie is. Wow. Yeah, yeah. See, they both went off the yes, beaten path. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Waugh. Okay. If there's a if there was one game I had to win in a Stanley Cup final in his prime. Yes. I'm picking Patrick Wall. Okay. I went Dominic Hasek. It's a good one, too. With, with Marty being the homer se- close second pick. But you've semi-convinced me because we had such good defense. Brodor wasn't necessarily... You could say he was overrated. Yeah, teetering on that overrated thing. Hasek was more of... Right yeah, there. he had nothing in front of him. Yes. So he did the job. Not, not the job squad, but he did the job. Your left-handed defenseman? Paul Coffey. I went old school. Paul Coffey's old school, but go ahead. I went older school. I went Larry Robinson Big with bird. Bobby Orr really close second. Yeah, I had, I would have had Bobby Orr as my next defenseman. Okay. But, again, I went with a roster that could really, really skate and fuck you up. Okay. Uh, I went with Scott Niedemeyer. Always my favorite player. Mm. One of... Three jerseys that I have a Devils player name on. It was a Scott Niedermeyer. Okay. You didn't wear it to his retirement thing, though? No, I didn't. I went with Nick Lidstrom. Can't go wrong. No. Probably next to maybe Bobby Orr, one of the most impressive defensemen to ever play the game. Your righty wing? Uh, Gordy. Gordy. Mm. Guy I went- could score. Guy could beat the piss out of you. Mm-hmm. You know he's not. He's gonna play hurt because he played for seventy-five years. You, you. So your team would have been the Palusos. You just want to f- no. f everybody up. I, I'm building a team for the playoffs. Oh. You have puck moving defensemen. Uh huh. You have forwards that could shoot and uh-huh. score, yeah. but also play the grinding game. Okay. Look, you can see the difference here. Head coach. Section one twenty-four. <laughs> <laughs> I went with the Rocket. Maurice Richard at right wing. Can't go wrong with that. I mean, mm-hmm. very comparative to Bobby Orr. He wasn't as fighty. As... My, my all-time team ends up being that same thing. Win now, I will sell and blow up the team later. That's all. So you go to the Mark Bergevin school of... I just want, I just want, that, I want, I want to be famous. <laughs> I want to get that $40,000 ring. So if I ever need to pawn it, I can pawn it. You can buy those rings. That's quite the same place, place where you got your high school graduation ring. <laughs> my left wing, yeah, my left wing is Mike Mikey Bossy. Mikey Bossy, one of the local. best all-time scorers of all. Ugh. Very underrated. I just hate him on TV. He's, uh, he is just not an analyst. He has a face for radio. Absolutely. <laughs> my lefty, Brendan Shanahan. All right, so you got a little bit of punch there. Although, do you realize that three of your picks were all on Detroit? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just making sure. Mm-hmm. Could have been Montreal, but I said, eh. 
Your number one is center is Gretzky. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a tough. Was it really a tough one? Yeah, yeah, I knew you were going to pick Gretzky, so I didn't. I could have went with Lemieux. I could have. It was. It was a toss up. I'm like. uh, uh, uh." I went with Peter Forsberg because Peter Forsberg is one of my all time favorites. Okay. Played with Snarl. Could dance around people. What is this? The escapades? Yeah. You play hockey. <laughs> See, I would use an ice capades yes. line uh-huh. from Slapshot, but you wouldn't know. Oh, okay. And anybody who listens to this who's seen Slapshot would know. Okay, that's fine. They like you more than they like me. I'm, so, I'm just a board op. That's all I am. I toss, you hit them out of the park. Or just line drives to the second baseman. Sure, whatever. <clears throat> On to wrestling. On to wrestling, yes. Recently, as of this this week, Tuesday, SmackDown aired their 1,000th episode. During the Devils game, they actually put out, when was the first episode of SmackDown aired? Hmm. It was like 2004, 2013, and 1998, I think it was. I don't think it was 90. Was it? It wasn't the 98. It was definitely... 2000, I, I want to say 2004. 1998. Wow. I yeah. I realized I was watching it then. Jay and I, literally, we're, whatever, we're, we're looking at, because the, they did a whole, you know, here's your here's your top five questions. Really quick, how far can you answer them? They're all wrestling-based. We're like, fuck, we got this shit. They got to that one. We're like, uh-oh. We're, we're both like 2003, like 1998. Jay and I were like, fuck. I started <laughs> watching. Old. I started watching in 98. So, for me, it's not even. 98 would have been, yeah. Or a, that was a year after I graduated high school. High school, school yeah. It, it would have been, yeah, I guess. We're freaking old. But the only reason I put this on this list, <clears throat> the 1,000th episode you would think would be great. Great matches, great whatever. Do you remember watching the, um, you know, the Raw Spectacular that they had this. Yeah, this year. I do. Yeah, this summer. You know how shitty it was. It was. It was. It was gimmicky. It was too gimmicky. I think they tried to make it too grandioso by having it in two different places. Mm-hmm. Where if you just had it all in one place, I do. What I used to love that they did. I think they did it once or twice. Was when they had like throwback night. Mm-hmm. And for Raw, and they had like. The old school barricade and the fan, like they made it and they did the promos like old school. Do that. Yes. Stop with the 1000 episode shit. Stop with the, you know, we're going to bring all these old guys back. If you want to, because it seems that the only way that they're selling pay-per-views or. um, Foreign. Foreign WrestleManias or the network is by bringing back all of these old school wrestlers. Well, why don't we try bringing back the old school themes rather than bring back Trish Stratish and Lita and the Undertaker and Triple H and by all means if you can bring those folks like that back great caveat if you can bring them back long term where they're not just going to come for one pay-per-view and then the the raw afterwards and then disappear no well you bring them back and they can put over somebody Sure. If you can have, if you can write, like we were saying last last show, if you can write a good six to nine month 
feud angle with a Trish Stratus putting somebody over, Alita putting somebody over in the end. But we know what they're going to do. It's the they keep using the same cut and paste formula. It would be, all right, let's just say it's Trish versus Alexis Bliss. Right? Sure. They're going to have Trish versus Alexis Bliss and then Lita's going to help. And then who's Alexis Bliss's buddy? Uh, uh, Mickey, porn James. Star? Mickey James. Mickey James. <laughs> She's a porn star. Allegedly. No, Tammy. Tammy Lynn Cinch. Sunny is sure, a porn star. Whatever. Just look up on your favorite site. Um, what? Just look up former WWE's on your favorite entertainment wink wink site. <laughs> WWE P Network. <laughs> It rhymes with snorn snub. (laughs) (laughs) Plug, plug. Wait a minute. If you, (laughs) so their feud will be Alexis Bliss versus Trish Stratus. And then Mickey James gets involved. So then Lita comes in. Now it's Lita versus Mickey James in the second week. Mm -hmm. All right. Then Trish Stratus runs in. Then it's going to be a a tag match. Then it's going to be a mixed tag match with whoever else is feuding there. With with Edge and Miz. And then there's the pay-per-view. And they'll they'll keep doing that. If you were to stretch it out for stretch it nine out. months, it's going to be the same thing. They're just going to do it in different ways. So now instead of it being Trish and Lita with, I don't know, who's a good guy, Daniel Bryan, it's going to be next week it'll be Trish and Lita in a mixed tag match with AJ Styles. And that... They're, they're, you're you're not letting your your roster grow, and and I think I don't know if it was last show that I said it or if I was just thinking about it. I know actually no, I I, I tweeted it out uh, on Monday <clears throat> from the uh, HSSK podcast uh, Twitter um, feed. Why is it that in 2018 you are main eventing in in an overseas match, right in Saudi Arabia? You are main eventing Triple H. HBK, the Undertaker, and a and a and a mayor in Knoxville, Tennessee, who has the most disgusting chest hair that he didn't shave for a promo ever. I didn't see Kane, that. yeah, he usually I you know, I mean they showed pictures of Kane or whatever, and he's you know bare chest and all that kind of stuff. No, they did a, he did a promo last on Monday was it or, or something like that? You mean all the hair didn't get burnt off in the Inferno match? No, no, it was there, man. He sh- he stuffed a wig down his front of his shirt. That's how bad it was. But your main eventing Triple H, HBK, The Undertaker, and Kane. When you have people like a Randy Orton, I'll just say you have a John Cena. I'll just say Styles, Nakamura, Samoa Joe. Names go on and on and on. And you're main eventing these people. Do you not trust your guys? No, they don't. They don't. And then it, it because w- especially in those foreign markets, those people they are paying big bucks for the big names. And as much True. as AJ Styles and right. you know Balor and Roman Reigns are, they're big names currently. Those people don't watch it enough to know that those guys are the guys. Mm-hmm. They know The Rock. They know it's almost like every person, every person from the '80s who watched wrestling has a Hulk Hogan T-shirt, has a Hulk Hogan teddy bear, has a Hulk Hogan action figure. It's just, that's what it is. And you would assume that today it's just everybody has a Triple H, everybody has an HBK, Undertaker, blah, 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 blah. Yep. But SmackDown 1000 was, if not shittier, just as shitty as that Raw anniversary show. 
When you brought this up, what was the first question I asked you? Um, was it? I forget. Mine was like twenty minutes ago. But... Was was the Rock on it? Oh, that's right. No. You mean SmackDown, The Rock Show? No, but they had a John Cena vignette. Oh, they had to previously taped because his and his first match was on SmackDown against. Uh, I, I should know this. I, I just saw it recently. Was it The Rock? Nope. No. It was an open challenge. Uh, oh, him and Angle? Yep. That Holy was his crap. first match. W- angle with hair, right? Yep. <laughs> angle with hair. It's so silly. Um, let, let's, let's put him in a fucking Killer Bees outfit, why don't we? <laughs> Christ's sake. All right, so we want to do create a roster with uh, today's and former superstars for Raw and SmackDown. Um, you want to go first? You want to do Raw? You want to do SmackDown? What do you want to do? I'll do Raw. All right. All right. Now, I'm going to go quickly. I'm going to list all five names and then explain why I picked these five. Yeah. Okay. I picked AJ. I picked Rollins. I picked Ambrose. I picked Balor. I picked Bray Wyatt, who are all, except for AJ, are all currently on Raw. Yes. Why? Because I think... Raw, the flagship, should have the best wrestlers. Like, Mm -hmm. people who are going to put on five-star matches every week. And you you have Balor with his mysterious. You have Wyatt with the mysterious. You have Ambrose as the trying-to-be-Austin. And then you have AJ as your champion, as the guy that is the best technically sound, probably, wrestler we have. He can wrestle cruiserweight matches. He can wrestle heavyweight matches. Mm-hmm. He can wrestle in a cage match. He can wrestle in a hardcore match if they ever decided to bring that back. All of those guys can do that in that kind of environment, and that's why I picked those. Okay. Who do you have for Raw? My list ends up being Elias. I think I kind of went the reverse of the NHL thing where I wanted to win now. You went with- Wrestling, I went a little bit with... With with a little, little bit of a youth movement to, to build up to to a good show. So I went with Elias. I went with Bobby Roode. I know Bobby Roode's almost in his, or is in his 40s. I still want to bring back the TNA tag match of, of Bobby Roode and, and, and um, what's his name, for, for beer money. <laughs> I, they have to. They, they can't. Want... His gimmick is way too good right now to, to have him switch to be a beer-drinking red uh, They They played um, Glorious uh, to, to the Devil's Opening last night, and they, they went to a really big pop. I thought they were going to do Mick Foley saying something like, here in Newark, New Jersey, for yeah, with the thumb. They didn't even put him on mic. He doesn't want to be there. He's an Islander guy. Uh, let's see. I put Bray Wyatt as well, I think for the uh, same reasons as you. Uh, I put Kevin Owens, and I put Braun Strowman. Yeah, I didn't put the, your last two on Raw just because I put them on SmackDown because I think you need that. Well, Super, superstarish kind yeah. of thing. Okay. So I went with for SmackDown, yeah. Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, Nakamura, John Cena. To, just ca- to carry it. To, to, to be the name until someone else picks up the torch, mm-hmm. which would be Kevin Owens, in my mind. So in this one, you have Nakamura, who could play a heel, Strowman, who could play a heel, Owens, who could play a heel, John Cena, who you can turn heel, because especially if he's leaving, who gives a shit, and Roman Reigns, who should be a heel, they're also 
four out of the five of those are big guys that can handle heavy matches. Uh-huh. And Nakamura, again, is the technically sound wrestler you're, who you're, can wrestle all different kinds of matches. You're Bret Hart of today's kind yep. of generation. All right. I went with Styles, Nakamura, Orton, Miz, and Samoa Joe. Pretty much everybody who's on SmackDown now, I would have kept on SmackDown just because I think they can carry the product. Yeah, I can't believe I left the Miz out. That's okay. Because Miz, I would put in Cena spot too. Like if Cena okay. goes off and does a movie. Yeah, I could do that. But you, you definitely need you, you need people on the mics that can do promos. You need technically sound wrestlers. You could do people that can do tag matches or whatever. Um, and you need somebody who can, who can throw, throw a strap around their waist. Yep. You want to do all time as well. Which, yeah. which which goes back to 80s, at least, for you. Uh, not Did really. I? Well, yeah, yeah one guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, went, I went broader. I went with a broader stroke. Your, you, these would be your... Well, essentially, this, is, this was raw. And that, <laughs> that's how I see it. This was raw. Go ahead. When I started watching wrestling, yes. this was raw. Okay. Other than The Rock being on it. Yep. Okay, I have Stone Cold, Vince. Those two feuding alone for months would be worth it. Yeah. Then I have The Undertaker, Angle. Angle, technically sound wrestler, can wrestle all kinds Mm -hmm. of matches. Edge can wrestle all kinds of matches, tag matches, hardcore matches, ladder matches, you know. At this point, I look at all these. I see a tag team title holder in there. I see an Intercontinental or U.S. champ, whatever. I see a heavyweight champ, and I see somebody that can move in between each one of those. And ranks. someone who doesn't need a belt Take to her. be popular. Taker. Yeah. That, that, was, that was pretty good. I like that. Who'd you have? Um, I went old school. I went Hulk Hogan. I went Undertaker. I put Ric Flair on there. I put Bruno San Martino on there. So they're going back a little bit further. And I put The Rock. I overloaded on Raw. That's your win now. <laughs> True, yeah. That's no, your win now, well, Roster. Well, well, what'd you do for SmackDown? SmackDown's a little bit different because you think about SmackDown is always going to be the redheaded stepchild of, of the WWE. That's why I put stars on it. I put all people that could talk on the mic who could be funny but could also put on a dynamite match. And you would hope people would watch. Right. The Rock, Triple H, Macho Man. Shawn Michaels, oh yeah, and Ric Flair, just to have Macho Man and like Shawn Michaels do a ladder match, or you could just do Macho Man and Ric Flair doing vignettes. Just have them talking back and forth. You add the Rock in there. What are you saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Screaming at the Macho Man. Do you can you get those marbles out of your mouth? Oh yeah. <laughs> when he does like the the, and he puts his hand up, and the Rock just looking at his hand like, what are you doing? What 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 is this? <laughs> and he whips out the sock. He goes, "Put this on." Or if he does the, "What is this?" And then you have Macho Man do the eyebrow, like the, "What's this?" <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know I'm Bone Crusher? <laughs> bone Crusher. <laughs> Spider Man reference. Oh man! I All think right. if you could get Flair in his prime, and Triple uh, Triple H and well, Triple H, too. Mm-hmm. But Flair in his prime and Shawn Michaels in their prime going back and forth on promos. Or Flair and The Rock promos in their prime. Oh, yeah. 
Could you just see him making fun of Flair's hair? Like when, in the 80s with the yeah. look good, smell good, feel good, you know, and The Rock just coming out and putting on a blonde wig and I doing... smell <laughs> like Old Spice. <laughs> I look like it. Beep. Because, yeah. you know, it's... Uh, I did. I put, I put Savage. It's fine. I put Vader and Sting. Okay. I went a little WCW. Went WCW. I went a little bit. I put Harley Race. I think because I, I looked at SmackDown and I go, you need a little different. Harley Race was a little different. Just, you, you, needed, you, need, you needed something. And I put Stone Cold Steve Austin on SmackDown. I think for the same reason that you would have put um, The Rock on SmackDown. You need, you need that power. face. You need that, I'm the guy, screw you. And and I, I would put them literally. I think if you put if you put Austin on SmackDown, you have a ratings winner. Right now, yeah, yeah. GM anything, doing run-ins, being a manager, yes, absolutely. That's who I would say. Yeah, but he won't do that. No, he wouldn't ruin his you know mystique as being stone cold. But <laughs> what? What? Can you imagine? You you bring him out for something stupid like that, and all it's a waste. All he's gonna do is what, or the crowd's gonna go what, and he's gonna look and goes, you know, this is yeah. He's gonna look around and go, this is a waste of time. Everybody's gonna do my my things at the wrong time. Screw this all up, and I get well, to walk in back and drink some Bud Lights. He's the last guy that said he retired and stayed. Stayed retired. Well, I think technically he has to because I think if he does one bad drop. It, He's paralyzed. <laughs> yeah, but they said the same thing about Shawn Michaels when he broke his back. And then he came back and wrestled for six years or so. I don't know how many fusions Stone Cold and, and Edge have had, but didn't didn't uh, Daniel Bryan have the same thing as, so as did, Edge? And so did, uh, what's his name? Angle had his neck fused. So, so how old is he? He wrestled in the Olympics with a broken freaking neck. <laughs> you know why? The three eyes. Why? He what? had three eyes. Uh, did he? Yep. I only saw two. Why? What was the third? He had intensity. Oh, did he? Yep. What else did he have? Integrity. Yeah. Intelligence? And intelligence. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you have another beer? Stone Cold Dave. Oh, man. Just, just. <laughs> <laughs> There's one thing that's awesome about Stone Cold. Ratings grabber every time he comes out. Oh, as soon as you hear the, the glass break? That motherfucker never drops a beer when they throw it to him. <laughs> never drops a beer. You're very true. Yeah, yeah they could throw Underhand it. Underhand toss, they could throw hike it. it. Through over the ring, and he's on the ramp, and it's one hand. Even if he has a beer in his hand. You have to think he went to an NFL training camp, and they took a beer, and they put it in one of those things that throw footballs, and he's like, poof, poof, I got it. Oh, he is the best. Greatest. That was when my friends and I used to sit around and watch wrestling all together. It'd be like, and they would throw the beers. It'd be like, oh, he dropped one. He dropped one. Drink. Take he, a shot. He did drop a few, oh. but well, then again, listen. Do you think he was really doing Budweisers, or do you think they were Bud Lights? No, he was. He's definitely like a Bud Heavy kind of guy in real life. Can you imagine? But they actually, he actually said that like he never really drinks beer. That if you watch him when he does the like the beer smack and and. Like it goes into his mouth and just, just runs, runs all out. over. Yeah, yeah. I always thought when he did that, like early in Raw, like in a Raw show. Yeah. And then the next guy's got to come out and wrestle and fucking in fucking beer. beer. 
<laughs> or how about when Kurt Angle did the milk thing? <laughs> that was normally at the end of the show, though. <laughs> yeah, those are those are some good times. Uh, just a quick story on TNA. Apparently, Austin Aries dropped the belt to uh, Johnny Impact or um, John Morrison. I don't know what the hell his name was in WWE. It was John Morrison. Was it John Morrison? Yep. Yeah, well, now he's his a His big... real name's John something, though. It's... Yeah, something close to it. But apparently he dropped it, and he, like, no-selled dropping the title because his contract was up. It was almost like that whole, like, when, when Nash poked him in the chest and oh, Hogan yeah. fell down kind of shit. I don't understand why you do that. You 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 left the WWE on, like, ba- really bad terms, and then you go back to TNA, and you became a superstar, and you dropped the title, and you're like, F it. Because TNA is the Titanic. You know they're doing well. Yeah, but, but they can't be paying well. No, probably not. Not not like you couldn't WWE, but or but, even Independence. Oh, well, I mean Independence. What are you making? Three hundred and fifty a weekend? No, they're definitely make, there's making. There's no more, way Cody well, Rhodes is no, making. TNA, well, okay, yeah. Well, Ring of Honor is like selling out like the Prudential Center kind of shit. So yeah, all right, I get that. But. Johnny Morrison. I always thought he was a good. He was another one of those like super talented SmackDown high flyers, but could Smackdown had a great Premier. look. Oh yeah, of course. Looked like Jim Morrison. Yes. That, when when I first saw him, I'm like holy shit, Vince is doing a a, a doors. Uh... Yeah, and instead it gave it that that gimmick to Elias, <laughs> the Drifter. Can we, can they just put him in a match in a feud and a not just feud. and not just not have him sing and and do this. Does he really have an album out? That's I what I want to know. But again, Lillian Garcia had an album out, so yeah. And where's Lillian today? Are they you, gonna? S- you have what's your name? Fucking sitting third mic oh. on on Raw, okay? And you have Garcia sitting out somewhere, not doing anything. I'd rather hear Jr. after a stroke than what's her name on Raw. Again, like I watched, I watched a little bit of Raw and I turned it off. It was just so. Look, we could have done like six like pre podcasts to get a good flow going on that kind of shit, and we were sounding great. We did. They were called last season. Mm, that's true. <laughs> the okay. season before. So there you go. <laughs> Fifth, almost what eleven years now of, of, of doing of doing hockey games. We we practiced for that. We are better off than what she is right now. I'm sorry, and it's not sexy. And you know it's, she's it's being just, she's being fed the lines. Of course, Vince is on the back, like just saying, "You have to say this now." Say it excited. Uh, did you did you ever would you have ever thought that like in those early wcw interviews and all that kind of shit when they were doing interviews if somebody had an earpiece you had somebody like jj dylan or vince mcmahon telling rick flair what to say no none of them that's what made it awesome because it looked like it other than the guys who were horrible on the mic like malenko and benoit who was horrible on the mic yeah they're two hundred percent great in the ring. Yeah, negative two hundred percent. Bret Hart's the same way. Like Goldberg never had to speak. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Hart Foundation. You had Jim Neidhart talking all the time in his crazy talk. Yep. But those guys, when like The Rock and Austin, like basically everybody that we have on our all-time list, there's a reason they're on that list. Because when you heard them, other than Macho Man, because he was a little fucking out there, a little warrior esque. Yeah. <laughs> All of those guys, The Rock, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Edge, Edge who really turned the corner after he left the brood and, and him and Christian, like, you you thought that they were making that shit up as they went along, and they probably they were. They probably were. Pipe bombish stuff, yeah. 
CM Punk. Like whether he was reading a script or not, they were good enough actors you, you, you to come off. You probably had it for a point of like you have to make three points. A, B, and C. Yeah. This guy have sucks. Fun. Have fun. Gonna kick your ass in the match. And I'm coming down to whip your ass now. Drop mic. There you go. go. And fill in what you want. You have five minutes. That's probably why The Rock is such a good actor. Hmm. Because he's able to like improv and read the 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 scene from how we want to see it. Speaking of reading scenes, when they had Ronda Rousey on this past oh, Monday. I saw that. Yeah, it it was hard to watch and but her hip tossing everybody. But I, I follow a couple independent wrestlers on, on on social media and they were all like geeking out as like some of all their friends were the security guards. Oh, I know. Um like they get local talent or whatever to to, to be the security guards. But the whole speech that Ronda Rousey had it was so it was so bland. And then all of a sudden the the look on the Bella's face was like this is so fucking boring. And then you looked at Ronda Rousey and, and all of a sudden it was like, I think she's, she had that look in her eye, like she's going off script. And then she said, and you're like, for your other reason that John Cena slammed that door in your bedroom. And they panned back to Bella and she had it look like, like, oh, oh no fuck. <laughs> it, it, to, uh, and she Ra- didn't know what to do. No, she didn't because it was like because then I she don't want- she, she like kind of looked into like the ring like you said that and then she like did her little like like her little butt which was awesome. She did <laughs> she did like a little like stripper around the pole thing and then the security guards came out and it was like one of these things didn't fit. Yes, somebody went off script. The, yeah, I think somebody's getting fined after this show. No, they're not gonna find her. No. But still, that was that was just. I watched. The, I heard that, and I go, "Oh wow, they just went real." If the thing with Ronda Rousey is, if she sits, if she wrestles for a year or two and then disappears, this is the biggest waste. Okay, because almost like Oscar too, they built her up with an, like a Goldberg thing, and literally it happened to Goldberg. They built something her up. Something must have happened backstage with her. Yeah, she. Probably, I don't know why. She's happened. Asian. That's what. Because they never push Asian people. Well, they pushed Nakamura. Yeah, where's he now? They haven't. He can't win a clean match. He's one of the best wrestlers, and he's got to fucking lowball people, literally. Cheap. They're going Mr. Fuji on him. Oh, great. Why? Because they're both Asian. Probably. But with right. Ronda Rousey, like it's a waste. Like I remember when Trish started, she was awful. She was not a good wrestler. She did three moves, but she worked her ass off. And by, I want to say like year three, her and Lita were putting together excellent, match. awesome yes. matches. Not just awesome for women, awesome matches. If they don't do the same with Ronda Rousey, like you, you've wasted so much time. Not to sound sexy, but they blew their load early on her because it's like they gave her the belt right away. And did the same thing with Nia Jax. They built her. I mean, yeah, she, she. You know, they went a little bit off kilter on that one, but then gave her the belt. But still, it's like, don't give the belt to somebody who's just like you know the hottest thing out there, like instant, because they're gonna flame out. Look what happened to Nia Jax. She stopped wrestling for a while. She couldn't handle it. She came out and said it was just too much. I had, I was having like panic attacks and this and that. I was breaking down. Okay, no. it's fake, people. Remember, it's fake. Yeah, but, but having to travel three hundred days out of the year is you know. Flying to, flying to India one weekend, and then on Monday you got to go back and do Raw. 
Yep. Yep. Would and you would you do that? Yep. Yeah, I'm sure for seven figures, but Yep. I wouldn't not. be married. I wouldn't have a kid. But like if I was a twenty something and you said, Look, we're gonna pay you six figures Travel the world possibly seven, travel the world, but you're gonna work three hundred days of the year. All right. But once I make all that money, all you, right, you, you're going to have your pipe bomb match and leave. And, and I'm going to pull CM Punk and you're, be like, you're, I'm out. Be the, you're the CM Dave. Yep. The CM Dave. The DM. Is that D E A? D. D. You sure? D's nuts. <laughs> I was waiting for how long that was going to come out. That's what she said. Oh, thank you, folks, for downloading, for listening, to sharing High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast, your favorite spot. Leave a message if you want Dave to drink more during, <laughs> during recording. That's the funniest thing ever. All right, let's get let's get some serious out of the way. High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast, your home for the perfect blend of professional hockey and wrestling talk with your old pals, Rob and Dave. HSSKPod.com We're on pretty much every outlet there is to download our podcast on. Subscribe, unsubscribe. What's the bit that we have? Subscribe. Have your friends. Like it. Grab your mom's phone. Grab your dad's phone. Grab your own phone. The more people that listen, the better. better. Mo better, more people. People in Europe, start, start, start spreading it out. Start spreading the news. We're here to stay. Help us. Please. Help us help, help you. you. <laughs> Anything else, Dave, that you'd like to say before we end this shit fest? I hope there's no traffic home, but toodles. 